Welcome to Scripts on Scripture, Season 2. I am here today with my very good friend, Brooke Robertson. I'm just really excited to have you on for this conversation. This is something you and I talked about having last season. Yeah. But neither one of us were ready right. to. <laughs> like a few months later, hopefully we're not, ready for not it sure now. we're ready today, but you know what? <laughs> All good. God is good. Come on. Oh, girl. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much, though, for doing this. I just want oh to say gosh, your yeah. ministry has been a gift to my life. And I'm learning a ton more about just how to dig into scripture, into the word of God because of what you're doing and what God's called you to. So thanks for leaning into that because well, it's been a gift to me and to many, I know. Girl, we've known each other for quite some time now. Yeah. There's been so many different phases we've seen e- each other in, so many different journeys yeah. of life. I love that. I love having history with people. And I feel like you and I have a pretty good hi- history. <laughs> yeah, it's like friendship, motherhood, walking through yep. ups and downs. Yep. And all that, yeah. Over a decade, so you've been I, a gift to my life. The conversation today is is all about, what, what, what about when you don't get the miracle? Mm-hmm. You, you hear sermons all the time about God being a miracle worker, God you know, healing, God restoring, but what about when you don't get a yes? I remember when you first suggested going to grief share and I couldn't admit I needed it. Mm-hmm. I literally couldn't admit yeah. it. I remember so well telling my husband, and this is, this is, this is just me being like totally brutally honest. I were telling him that I would go because I thought it would be good for Brooke. Thanks for your support. <laughs> I remember telling him that because honestly, in in that moment, admitting that I needed it, Mm -hmm. it was too painful. It was overwhelming. And I don't even really understand quite why. Mm -hmm. But I remember the fact that I could kind of, in a sense, blame it on you (laughs) was was what allowed me to even be able to go. For one, thank you. Because I honestly did need it badly. Had no idea how much I needed it. But up until you suggested it, I would not have gone. I wouldn't have. I, I, I know myself well enough to know that I would have made up a bunch of excuses. I mean, I highly recommend anyone yes. dealing with loss. Absolutely. Grief share. Whoa. Absolutely. That was a game changer for me. Yeah. I can't imagine walking through that season of my life without it, without that support and that community. I can't imagine. It, it's too mm. lonely. But I essentially blamed it on you. <laughs> I'll take the blame. It was me. It was me. I think, I mean. Well, you spearheaded it. You, you, yeah. you. I remember because they, they were done with that season. You were like, well, then we'll do our own. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a group the of thing. friends, which I mean, I would never, yes. ever want anyone to have to journey. Yep. The journey no. of grief and loss. It's really hard. But there was a few girls in our mm-hmm. circles that were all journeying that at the same time. And all of them. I was like, let's just do this and walk it together. And yep. I'm thankful it worked out that way. Like it was really a gift it was. from God in it that was. season yes. to have sisters to lean on. Yeah, because like you said, you don't wish that on your worst enemy. No, not at all. But there is a bond. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think about our group even, and like every single one of our group members is so different. And we might not have had enough common interest, I think, to just bond outside of, right. of a shared to get experience, together. Yeah. Right. you know? But right. once you get past that and you mm-hmm. realize like who each other is as a, as a, as a whole person, right. 
yeah, oh. it's like the, the similarities or differences are like, whatever, oh, who cares? You I know, know. <laughs> absolutely. And I think being on that journey too, it's, there's yeah. no like right or wrong thing to say. It's Mm-mm. just like Mm-mm. gut honest, honesty oh. that you can yeah. share and we just get where each other's and, at. And, and, and you fumble through all these like attempts to express what you're feeling. Yeah. And it's like, nobody is able to really articulate it, but you're all sitting there like, yeah, but I completely get mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. I could completely get it. Right. So it's like literally impossible for this conversation to not get personal. <laughs> I first wanted to, to start out with a story from scripture to kind of like frame what we're talking about here. There was a story that really just stood out to me. It's a verse that I'm sure many of you listening or watching know quite well. And I'm going to read the voice translation because it's really beautiful. But basically, we're in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, and we meet Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar has created a very nationalistic empire. Actually, the Bible Project does an incredible study on this. Oh, really? If if anyone is, is interested in diving into it more, because it's actually extremely applicable to things that we see in politics today mm-hmm. but he's created he's creating this nationalistic society and one of the things that he does in order to essentially control the people and make them more and more loyal to his nation is idolatry and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refuse and those are by the way those are not Israelite names so mm-hmm. Daniel the title of the chapter is actually his true name but they refuse to bow down to the idol uh, if you grew up in church you know the, the whole story But what they tell the king, I feel like is so significant. He says this, we're ready for the test. If you throw us into the blazing furnace, then the God we serve is able to rescue us from a furnace of blazing fire and release us from your power, your majesty. But even if he does not, O king, you can be sure that we will still not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue you erected. That verse to me is so interesting because they're not like giving God a caveat. It's not like, Mm -hmm. here's a loophole. Right. In case you're not <laughs> up to the task. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so much allegiance. And honestly, in a way, there's even more faith mm-hmm. because they're willing to lay down their lives is what they're willing to do. They're willing to die for the truth. Right. Absolutely. I think that when we look at the question of what about when you don't get the miracle? I think a lot of times, you know, there's that wrestling with why, mm. and it can really bring you to a crisis of faith, right? Bring you to a place where you start to doubt. Yeah. So anyways, it made me think of times in my life where I got a no. I remember I shared a lot this season about my battle with epilepsy, but I remember praying and asking God, like, why don't you heal me. You know, and the Bible talks about like faith is small as a mustard seed. Well, I was believing with my entire being, like every cell in my body. A mustard seed is Mm -hmm. quite a bit smaller than that. So I knew like, I, I believe this. So why would you not? And I remember God speaking to me and saying, would you still serve me if I don't? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Daniel and his friends are answering in this, in this instance. It's like, we know our God is able, but even if he doesn't, they're willing to lay their, their lives on the line for it. But I think a lot of times for us, it's more dealing with something that we're being told no in regard to. Right. And you don't like hearing no either. No. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, kind of along those lines, like a bit of my story, just for everyone listening, my sister um, passed away to cancer almost two years ago now, which is like crazy. It's been that so, long. But yeah. just like you, like we had yeah. great faith for her healing. Yeah. We were 
like standing with her in faith, she had asked us, like, I believe I'm going to be healed here on earth, this side of eternity. And so we stood with her in faith. And when God's answer was not the one that we were hoping for, it was it was hard. And it was a crisis of faith for me. Like yeah. in that moment, I want to say I was like, like Shadrach, oh, yeah. Misha, and Abednego, like oh, no yeah. matter what you do, God, yeah. I am like rock <laughs> solid. But it shook me. It yeah. was really hard. And, yeah. um, but you know what too, I think like two years into this journey and it's ongoing. It's not like oh, it is. with grief, it's not over. No. Like one day you're like, I'm good. I'm <laughs> done with it. Well, at least I, I haven't wish. gotten to no. that point. I don't no. know anyone else who has either. No, but just over time, it's like, I've seen God just like, yeah, do this work in my life and leaning into that and God being like, okay, with the hard questions, I started thinking too, I'm like, like in history, how many people have have a devastating loss in their life? Many, many, many. And how many have come to God? Yep. Like with these questions, many, many. So it's like, God is not surprised that I'm like, this is really hard, Lord. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. God's not surprised with it. And yet he's, Mm -mm. he's there, he's there for it. And he's like, journeying with us and he's not shook by our questions no and and that's one thing I think that has pulled me so much closer to God I mean when you invited me to grief share I was dealing with losing my dad to leukemia and for me there were so many questions and things that were completely irrational that like I couldn't even understand why Mm. I was hung up on that you know like I remember I remember waking up the morning after he passed and being angry with the sunrise. Like, how irrational is that? But it felt like everything should stop right now. Like, how dare you keep going? And and I remember my prayers with God being so raw that way, being so vulnerable and hurt. Like, hurt that you would allow this. Mm -hmm. And and I remember even, even telling God, like, he had more to offer than I do. Why would you take him and not me? He had right. so much more wisdom, so much right. more, like, he was so much better with people. Like, I get so impatient. Why would you take him and not mm-hmm. me, you know? I remember along the way, there were moments of illumination for me where as I was saying things like that, you know, God would remind me, like, he ran his race. Mm-hmm. He finished well. Right. Like, don't take that from him. He's, he's getting his crown I right know. now. Like, you, <laughs> you, you, you know, that, that's... Yeah. Greatest comfort. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. It's tough, though, because the, the idea of healing, like, you know, like you said, we had strong faith. Mm-hmm. We believed for healing. Yeah. And I remember a preacher once talking about losing someone he loved and how God revealed to him that she got her healing on the other side of eternity. And I remember the first time I heard that story feeling like like it was a cop-out. <laughs> if right? I'm being totally honest, I, know. <laughs> I remember feeling like, I mean, if you pr- he knew what you were praying for. Mm-hmm. You know, like, really? <laughs> yeah. But that's another one of those, those examples in life where experiential knowledge is different. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Just if you haven't ever lost someone you loved who like your sister, yeah, had such beautiful faith, yeah. had such a strong walk. Mm-hmm. And to imagine her being whole and well, yeah. until you experience that, I feel like myself on the initial side of that, where it did seem like a cop-out to me, wasn't grasping the whole story, wasn't understanding it yeah, for what it really meant. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like it's so much deeper. And I feel like life on this side of eternity, we see things so one-dimensional. We see Mm. things linear. But God exists before and he exists after. 
And there's something so strangely comforting about that because mm-hmm. when God looks at Jer's life or he looks at my dad's life, it's not determined by their stretch of existence on this planet. Mm-hmm. And so there is no before or after, healing yeah. before or after. There's only this limnus gate of infinity symbol. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of a wild concept that I don't feel like, I don't feel like we can grasp, but I feel like it's very comforting. It really is, yeah. I actually was thinking this week, I was yeah. like, just kind of thinking back to the why. And like right after she passed, I was just like, Lord, if I just got some clarity on the why, it would help me. It would help me so much. But I was like, thinking about that this week, I was like, you know what? If God showed me the why of why she needed to be, you know, go to heaven at that point, if it was for like a certain person to be saved or for, for whatever situation, selfishly, maybe I would look at that person and be like, right. Oh, it's because of you, you that she you know and so I think God he didn't, doesn't always yeah. reveal that that to us yes because I may not be able to handle it Ooh, I didn't and also yeah. talking about like bringing glory to God like with her life yeah I was like I want her here so selfishly my motivation for her for me wanting like what I want for my miracle I mean it's because I wanted her here oh yeah and because oh yeah I don't want to feel the pain I don't want to oh, feel no. the disappointment and the I wouldn't wish the pain on my worst enemy right and I think that applies to like any disappointment yeah. like any like situation where God would say no mm-hmm. like we don't want to deal with the no we don't want to have no. to like sort through tough feelings and nope. and navigate all that and so but true. like it makes us stronger it makes us stronger absolutely um, and I know that she's bringing glory to God if she's here or there, you know? And so for whatever yeah. reason, yeah, God said it was time for her. It's taken a lot of time, but like oh, yeah. through that whole journey of processing like my feelings and the, all the emotions and everything attached to like grief yeah. and loss, I know he's good. I know he's good. Yeah. Like coming out of all that, like I know the questions are okay, but I never want to stay No, in this like limbo of like, yeah. God, are you real? Like, yeah. I've, I had my questions and like God walked with me through those yeah. and revealed more of who he was to me. And I trust his goodness and well, I trust his heart. And we see examples of those questions because I feel like a lot of times it's difficult to ask the questions because we feel like we're supposed to know. Yeah. And I think there's also an insecurity sometimes in asking those really hard questions mm-hmm. because what if we don't like the answer? I feel like a lot of times it's like we put down the value of questions. And I look at characters like... Thomas and Philip in scripture and their questions like at the last supper, even when Jesus is telling him he's about to leave. Mm. Well, obviously they don't like that idea. Yeah. Just like we didn't like the idea <laughs> of our loved ones right. leaving, yeah. but they, you know, they don't like that idea and nobody at the table is grasping what Jesus is saying. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just no way they could have yeah. because he didn't come as they expected the Messiah would come. He didn't look like they, I mean, there were so many things that were outside of what they had expected that there's no way they could have anticipated that he was about to die on a Roman cross for their sins and then be resurrected. Like there's just no way anyone was understanding that. Right. Yet you only have two disciples willing to ask, can you explain? Yeah. Can you elaborate? <laughs> a little more clarity. You know yeah. what? Like, I don't get that. Yeah. But without those questions, like, those are some of the most, the, the, some of the clearest I am statements we have of Jesus. Right. And so without the questions, yeah. you don't get the clarification. Right. And I think that, you know, we devalue questions, and that's actually harmful to us. Like, I know for me, 
I mean, I was being, being pretty close minded before daddy passed because I didn't want to contemplate losing him. Yeah. It, 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 I, he talked about heaven all the time. He talked yeah. about heaven a lot. I remember one day I got really upset with him because he was talking about heaven again. And I just, I just, I couldn't handle it. And I remember, I remember telling him, daddy, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah. And he just, he just reached over and he took my hand. He said, I know, baby. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it, Honestly, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to say goodbye. I don't think I ever would have been ready. No, Daddy and I were like no this. Yeah. Like, I would not have been ready. And that was one thing that I had to kind of come to grips with as well because here I am asking God, like, why why didn't you take me instead? Mm-hmm. You know, like, as if that were even, you know, like, right. like we can just swap out people here, <laughs> right? Like, tool, yeah. like trading cards. But I, uh, that was something I wrestled with. I had to realize you would never have been ready. But life is about more than that. Yeah. And it's like you said, like, I didn't want to let him go because I wanted him here with me. Mm -hmm. But in all reality, he was in a lot of pain. Right. And he had fought a good fight. Mm -hmm. He left a legacy. Right. So in a lot of ways, I was holding on just for selfish reasons. And yeah. I mean, love is not supposed to be selfish, but a lot of times right. it is. <laughs> yeah. I think about he, how unafraid he was. And I, I really, I kept coming back to the verse where it talks about how perfect love drives out fear. And I kind of had to wonder, like in this existence, there are very few instances where you can experience perfect love. And yeah. Maybe there comes a point where, you know, you, like in terms of finishing your race, like what does that even mean? You Mm. know, like Paul talks about that. Right. And I think a lot of times we think of it in terms of like what we've accomplished. Yeah. But sometimes I wonder if God looks at it in terms of where we are in our relationship with him. Wow. Yeah. Like are you completely, totally in love? Right. And once you reach that point, is there anything left on this earth for you? Wow. You know? (laughs) never thought about that. Wow, that's good thought. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Right. I think that sometimes these, these questions are too big for us. That's when I'm thankful that God is God. Yes. And yes. I think like, oh my goodness. So since becoming a mom, I <laughs> have struggled with like mom brain. Yes. Hardcore. Like, yeah, it's just like foggy. 100%. Sometimes it's hard to even like formulate thoughts. It's a real thing. And so I was thinking about this verse, the verse um, from Proverbs, trust in the Lord. Yes. Your heart, lean not on your own understanding because Especially in these last few years, I'm like, my understanding feels very limited of things. (laughs) And so as I've processed even like loss and disappointment, Mm -hmm. I'm like trying to wrap my mind around what has happened the days after, like what this means for us now. And my own understanding is so limited. I'm like, I don't I can't understand it. And I'm like, it kind of hurts my head to try to, (laughs) but, but to just know like, you know, the verse is trust in the Lord. Yes. Do not lean on your understanding. Yep acknowledge him yep. and he will direct your path. So knowing like going yes. into these days after, after our disappointment, after our loss. Yep. But knowing that God is like directing our steps and he's yes. there. Yes. He's there. And he, like you said, he sees like yep. the span of time. He sees from the beginning of time, yep. you know, through the end of time and he sees yep. it all. And he sees like our tiny minute here yes. on earth as a part of that. Yeah. 
And so the decisions that he makes are in like his understanding and like the, the span of time. And so yep. Yep. I just have to release it because I will not understand it. No. And I think that honestly, I was studying in Genesis. This was a while back now. So some of it's a little bit foggy, but I was studying about the tree of the knowledge of good mm. and evil and how God created man with free will. And so in the garden, they were free, but they didn't have the burden mm. of the knowledge of good and evil. And I, f- I was thinking about this because I was like, God knows everything. God understands all things. Yeah. And I mean, and his, his mind is just as infinite as his being. So he carries that weight, the weight of the knowledge of good yeah. and evil, and had sheltered us from that. And, and sheltered us actually with rules, mm-hmm. you know, don't yeah. eat from the tree. <laughs> but, um, uh, but that weight we were never meant to carry. Mm-hmm. And so I think that in scripture, when it talks about not leaning on your own understanding, trusting God with that weight, yeah, you know, and it, and it talks about like bringing your burdens to him and, and burdens in a lot of, t- a lot of times in our lifetime, burdens are our questions, yeah. Burdens are where our understanding fails mm-hmm. and we feel lost and confused and alone and vulnerable and all of the things that come with being human. Yeah. And I think that, that God never meant for us to carry that. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes me back to like when we ask for a miracle and when we pray expecting a miracle, I think that sometimes we equate a no with a failure either on our part or on God's. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think that's at all the case. I think that a lot of times we come at prayer with this idea that somehow it's an answer is a reward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like the miracles are reward for being good Christians Mm. and having lots of faith. And I think that a lot of times God simply wants us to pray so that we can align ourselves with his will. Yeah. And, and trust in his will Mm -hmm. so that when we pray, he reveals things to us for our comfort, for our protection. But it's not about granting a wish. You know, yeah. he's not a celestial Santa. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's God. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a perfect will. And, yeah. you know, and, and we get it wrong all the time. And we deal mm-hmm. with fallout of consequences all the time. Sometimes consequences that aren't uh, from actions we yeah, we took, absolutely. you know, like yeah. Like I think about in our experience fostering, there were tons of consequences that that we dealt with that were often generations removed. You know, things sure. that that had been done yeah. or said or or whatever had created almost like an avalanche. Mm-hmm. And so you know, there's there's all of those factors to consider that are a result of a loving God bestowing free will and mm-hmm. us abusing that or misusing our free yeah. will because free will essentially you can make a good choice or you can make a bad choice right. or a right or a wrong choice. Yeah. So anyway, so I, th- I think about, I, th- I think, I think sometimes it does come back to, to the way that we view prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, are we coming at prayer with an agenda mm-hmm. or an open hand? I know for, from my personal experience, especially, you know, praying for daddy, there was an agenda. I, yeah. I wanted what I wanted. Yeah, same. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, yeah, I prayed yeah. on behalf of him because he mm-hmm. was in pain and I didn't yeah. want that. But I prayed for healing on this side. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for what it means, like, now that he's not here. Because yeah. you're like, if he's not here, X, Y, Z. Exactly. And God, like, yes, this is, yes. like, we're not ready for that yes. yet. Yep. So, Lord, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and I and I, I really do, you know, I do believe God understands that. Like, he's, oh, he's absolutely. not he's condescending us for our... <laughs> he's there in it. He feels it. Every tear. Yeah. Oh, and... and I I don't think I ever experienced his presence quite mm-hmm. like I did after losing daddy. I I know now what Psalms is talking about when it says he's close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I've experienced that. Right. Like I That's really good. I don't think I I knew what that meant prior to that because no loss compared. In my life, yeah. no loss compared Same. to losing daddy. Same. Yeah. It, it just didn't. The presence you won't feel unless yeah. you're going through these like incredibly hard yeah. seasons. And yeah. So you wouldn't ask for it, but like no. on the other side, it's like, wow, God, thank yeah. you for being that. Yeah, because you didn't have to be there in that yeah. ugly moment when I was really, right. I was kind of angry at you. Right. And <laughs> well, and it's like the effects of sin in our world that like, yeah, that yeah, in times when Cause I lashed it. out yeah. or, or yeah. you know, you didn't have to be there. You didn't have to listen to that. Yeah. You didn't have to listen to me rant mm-hmm. or, you know, <laughs> any of that. Right. But mm. but he does. Yeah. He does. And, and, he and does. I didn't anticipate that. Truthfully, I hadn't thought much about what it would look like because I didn't want to. I didn't no. really let myself imagine. What if, what if this is it? Right. It's like, no, don't mm-hmm. go there. Right. <laughs> don't even entertain the thought because you might yeah. doubt and right now you're not doubting right you're just believing I know and it's somehow like if your faith is so high yes. you have enough faith <laughs> and I don't let myself think about the alternative yep yeah that that's having great faith you know it's interesting oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely funny? and I would even I would even read the verse you know the one who doubts is like a wave tossed on the uh, sea and I'm like nope I, I will <laughs> not be that person won't even entertain the thought that's not me that's not me I'm gonna be so strong oh, and and you know and it's like but but then you get the no mm-hmm. I think it either draws you closer to God or it 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 pushes you further apart mm-hmm. and um and faith is no longer something that you necessarily are feeling because I think a lot yeah. of times we think of faith as like an emotion. Right. Like, you know, you feel joy and hope mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's, that's faith. It's like, yeah, sometimes faith is just a flat out choice. You know, you're, you're climbing the mountain, but you are, you're hurting yeah. and you gotta, you gotta swing for that next, you know, finger hold and you might just barely have it anymore, mm-hmm. but you gotta keep going. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And it's, it's, it's a choice sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, I didn't really realize until mm-hmm. you, you know, you experience that kind of pain, that kind of, that, yeah, that depth, you know, where you just kind of, okay, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. There were days when I was there and I was like, <sighs> like, quite honestly, like, God, are you who you say you are? Is your word true? Is yeah. what you say in your word true? Because yeah. I don't get to choose which promises I believe, and I don't. So I actually came to a point where it was like, God, either I'm walking away or I am choosing to embrace all of your promises as truth. Yep. And like, I'm like, God, I know you're real. Like, I'm not walking away. I (laughs) can't walk away. I can't. (laughs) I know you're real. And so that means I have to 
embrace all these promises in your yeah. word as yeah as truth for me yeah even when I don't understand them yep because some of them like I don't get it but again yeah. it's like God you're God exactly. and one day we will see one day yep. we'll see yeah but for now we choose to trust and, 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 and even when it faith. looks so different than yeah. I imagined it looking yeah you know like I thought this promise looked like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think yeah. sometimes like, you, you know, I believe you are the God of healing. I thought it would look like this though. Right. And, and, it, and it doesn't. Right. And that's confusing to me. And, and my, yeah. my human brain is, is, is not grasping this. And my human heart is completely shattered. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and, and so what, what does that even mean? What do we, what do I do with that? You know, at the end of the day, yeah. like, it, it, I've got more questions than answers That's sometimes. Hard, you know? sometimes you're in like environments yeah. with uh, like other believers and it's like we're praying for healing. Yes. You're praying, you know, for faith, for healing. Yes. We pray with each other. And then, yeah, it's like yeah. God wants to heal you. And, you yep. know, it's very high faith. It is. In these prayers. But yeah, when you're walking through yep. the no yep. or the not yet. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And you're, and you're like, what do I do with that? Exactly. Like God, exactly. Did God not want to? Like, God or, didn't or, want to. Like, am what, I not good what? enough? Why? Why did they get the miracle? I, I, yes. I did that too. Where yes. it was like, why, why did they? Yeah. Why are they? What? What about me? You yeah. know? Like, yeah. Like I'm here too. I know. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll shout out the testimony. Right. I'll, I'll have the good word. You know. Mm-hmm. But the answer was no. Back when I was first diagnosed, I can remember Christians at church telling me that I had to believe harder. <laughs> I had to pray harder. And I remember oh, thinking, no. like, if I pray any harder, I will experience tears of blood. Like, yeah. I I have poured out my soul in prayer. Like, yeah. you have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And and it being a really difficult thing to listen to. And um, and I had to I had to shut out those voices and, yeah. and seek only his voice on on the subject because otherwise, like you said, it it, it would I would have walked away. And yeah. I, and I did come to a point where I, I almost did. I tried yeah. to disprove the Bible. That did, <laughs> did not, not work. work. Okay. <laughs> and look at you now. Come on. Come I was on. like, surely I'm going to find a contradiction and this is what it's going to, you know, uh, and wow. it's, it, it, it did not work. Yeah. But I, what I did come face to face with in that wrestling was a God who would not quit, mm-hmm. who kept reaching out, yep. who kept pursuing me. Yeah. Even as I was angrily trying to disprove his word, he's pursuing me. And and there was no way to deny that. Like I knew his presence before right. I ever really even started living for him. You right. know, like yeah. you, you knew he was real. Mm-hmm. I've experienced you. So I know it's not, it, this isn't made up, Yeah, but I have to embrace all of your promises. Yeah. And that was the, that was the conclusion that I came to. If I actually believe this, mm-hmm. I, I've got to actually live this. And that's, a lot easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier said than it's done. It's real. It's real. I mean, because even still, like, when you pray, when you know, like, your motive is pure, you're trying to align yourself with his will and see things his way, there's still, there's so much distraction. There's so mm-hmm. much that you, you've got to tune out. It's not so cut and dry. You know, we don't have a a telephone we can pick up right. or, you know, I can't just text God and get a definite like, answer. answer here. You know? yeah. <laughs> Need a little help. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey. And yeah. healings are beautiful and, and miracles are beautiful. And I absolutely 100% believe that God works oh. miracles. Yes, yes, yes. But I've experienced the no mm-hmm. 
I've experienced the no. Yeah. When you were, when I was thinking about the topic for today, yes. I was like, it's both the easiest answer and the like toughest answer. And the toughest. To stomach, like, yes. To like outwork that. Yes. Because the answer is like, God is God. Yes. And he decides. And he decides. And but we, the outworking is like, oh, okay. I think that in that, when we lean into his character, honestly, God expresses that he's close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. And when he, when he states that over and over in scripture, you know, there are prophets that say that and, and in mm. Psalms it says that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and even in the Beatitudes, you know, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, you know, he talks about his heart mm-hmm. for those who are downtrodden yeah. or, you know, I think that heart is because he knows that those low points in our lives, they don't make sense to us because the infinite knowledge that he has is too much for us. How does it say? We see things dimly. Dimly, yeah. You know, and and that's, you know, that's too much for us. So I think that, um, I think that gift of his presence, that gift of him drawing near when, when we're in those moments, is all about him revealing himself so that we can continue to have faith so that we don't give up because otherwise if I didn't have that, I guarantee I would have walked away Yeah, because it's empty. Yeah. Without him, none of it matters. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I love how he's there though. Like, yeah, yes. In these moments, this is when yes, you feel him. Absolutely. You know, and the Bible says trials are coming. You will walk. You will. All kinds of trials. You will have trials. You will have trials. But like the promise is that God is there. Absolutely. And that he's good. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. That's gets you through it. And, and God himself didn't avoid that. No. That was one thing that kind of blew my mind. In grad school, when we were studying the Old Testament, it was talking about the prophecies leading up to to Jesus God is reminding his people over and over of this Messiah that he's sending and I think a lot of times when we think in terms of the Trinity we separate distinctly father and son yeah and obviously those are two distinct persons Mm -hmm. of the Trinity but they're the same God yeah and God is the one who came as Jesus Mm -hmm. so when God's prophesying this to his people he knows because Again, he's outside of time and space. He yeah. knows yep. that's going to be him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it kind of blew my mind because I'm like, Brooke, that's God telling us throughout the whole span of time, like, I love you so much that I'm going to experience the most humiliating death imaginable. Yeah. I'm going to walk through the same trials and I'm going to have the experience of being human, which, by the way, would have been about the most degrading thing, the God of the oh. universe. Right, who absolutely. Created us. <laughs> yeah. Could step down from glory, yeah. put on a fallen human body, and experience, again, the most humiliating death that one could have. That was the death mm. of criminals, yeah. of traitors, of the worst of the worst. They let a mass murderer loose in order to crucify Jesus oh. unjustly. So it's like yeah. even his crucifixion was an act of injustice, mm-hmm. even legally speaking, you know, obviously it was injustice, but, but even legally speaking. So I, you know, I think about that and I'm like the idea that the God we serve, he empathizes with that because he's experienced it. Yeah. And I think about when you and I were in grief share and again, like it's so hard to articulate what you're feeling and the questions that you're dealing with, the, the emotions you're wrestling with. Mm-hmm. I think about the way that I would sit there sometimes and I felt like what I was saying didn't make any sense. 
But everybody's. But it did. Yeah. Sitting there nodding. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. I think about that with God having experienced what he did on this earth. Mm-hmm. And he lost a loved one too. He lost yeah. Lazarus. Yeah. Think about that. Right. You know, like he experienced that. Obviously, yeah. he raised him back from the dead, but sure. he experienced Absolutely. the pain of loss. So it's like he didn't miss any of it. Like he's not immune mm-hmm. to any of the trials that we might face on this earth. He gets it. Yeah. But that is something entirely unique to the Christian faith. That is right. something that is profoundly unique to mm-hmm. what we believe. I think that's honestly something that's almost like the most special if you were to pick something that's like the most special thing oh absolutely about the god of scripture is that that personal connection with his creation the idea that he was so willing and in his pursuit left Mm -hmm. nothing you know nothing nothing like you always say nothing was wasted yeah nothing was wasted nothing's wasted Mm -mm. and he didn't shy Mm -mm. away from any no human emotion so that he could enter into that with us no and and he was very expressive in his emotions yeah wept yeah you know experienced all Mm -hmm. of that yeah it was raw right it was real yeah it was authentically human yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what a comfort that's cool right yeah i I mean seriously and and i honestly i find a lot of comfort in um the disciples in their responses as well because The way that the Gospels are written is, again, it's so human. They are firsthand witnesses, which is awesome, like worth reading just for that. Yeah. But they're also really honest with their accounts, with their doubts, with the questions they asked. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like, is a mark of their character, but I think it's also a mark of their motives in writing them. It's like they wanted anyone reading it to understand that what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know, I asked these questions at the last supper and, and sure they showcased my naivety, but when I asked them, God gave me more clarity. Right. And now the answer is available to us. Exactly. 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 So, and, and, and even things like Peter denying Jesus three times. I cannot imagine the man wanted that recorded forever (laughs) for all Christians to read. Oh, man. Yeah. Not only was it significant because Jesus prophesied it, Mm -hmm. but it was also significantly human. And and in a massive failure at a time when Jesus needed him, he denied he even knew him. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, you would have wanted to admit. But it being there showcases, again, how honest and vulnerable this testimony really is, how Mm -hmm. reliable it really is. The fact that the women were the first one to believe Mm -hmm. and to evangelize, that's also significant. Women were not even allowed to testify in court. And if they were, their testimony was on par with a convicted felon. It didn't carry any weight, but the fact that they were the first ones to believe, that's remarkable. The fact that the disciples recorded that, again, showcases the reliability. So, you know, it's like, but it also showcases frailty. It showcases weakness. It showcases all of the things that we try and mask, Mm -hmm. you know, like the, 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 you know, I mean, cause, cause I mean, I remember after, you know, like people would ask how you're doing. Yeah. And, and honestly, it depended on how much I trusted each person, but even sometimes people who I knew quite well, it's like, I didn't really want to share necessarily what I was feeling Mm -hmm. because not everybody gets it. It's true. And it was another reason why something like grief share was so important to me. 
Right. Because y'all got it. You, right. you, you understood when we read these accounts and they're so brutally honest. Mm-hmm. It's like, you get it. Right. Resonate with that. You get yeah. it. You know? Yeah. It's not just this polished, perfect life of somebody who had massive faith yeah. and <laughs> was a much better Christian than I'll ever be. And, you right. know? <laughs> no, it's like human people. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's not I new. Find, yeah. I, yeah, I find a lot of comfort in that. Yeah. I find a lot of comfort in that. That's awesome. And they didn't they didn't always get it right. Nope. I mean, even Paul talks about and Paul is like this mammoth wrote half the New Testament, yeah. you know, just oh, giant right. of the faith. But he even talks about yeah. all of his failures sure. and, and flaws. Anyways, I feel like I got off on a rabbit trail. No, there, but it's so good. <laughs> I love when you share like share what you're learning, girl. Come on. I just I feel like at the end of the day, one of the most comforting things for me on the other side of losing daddy was this idea that he had fulfilled his assignment, Mm -hmm. but I haven't. Yeah. And like knowing that he's not done. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right. Right. You know? Yeah. And this is part of our assignment is to like journey this. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. That's my heart is just to like journey this well and be able to bless others or like hopefully encourage others with exactly I mean that was the whole point of having this conversation for me was like I feel like you and I walking through this you know we've we've said this a number of times but it was like experiencing that there were so many conversations we had that I'd never heard other people have to know that there were others out there that I'm sure had that similar you know like lack of vocabulary around it who who had that same absence of I don't even know how to say it had the same void had that same void yeah it's like I wanted I wanted to put language to it yeah and a space to share a space yeah yeah exactly exactly but I really I really appreciate you being willing to because I know like it has been a very difficult journey yeah absolutely but I mean like I said if what we've journeyed or what I've journeyed can encourage or bless somebody. It's like, it's worth it to me. And if, you know, if what God has done in my heart can make someone else's journey even a little bit lighter, then I'm happy to, happy to share. So thank you for, thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Proud of you. And this is really amazing (laughs) what God's going to do through this season. Really cool. Join us in the comments, join us in the, in the, in the chats, because honestly, this is a conversation that is ongoing. I mean, it's like you said earlier. It's not something where you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm done with grief. Like, that's not how it works. Right. And yeah. and there are different questions and emotions that come up and triggers that you didn't know you had. Like the other day, something triggered me. And I'm like, I did not anticipate it. And, you know, it's never at a convenient moment either. Like oh, when you never. you have like one of those, whoa, yep. okay, that was vivid and mm-hmm. now I'm back there. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> that still happens. But yeah, but join us in the comments. Join us yeah. in the chats. Um, and and we're always happy to talk. I know you're you're on Instagram. I am on Instagram <laughs> and, and I will spell my handle because <laughs> I'm Mrs. Swerge. That's right. I know, and I should just change it and make it easier. But anyway, Swerge is my husband, so I'm MRS. S-W-R-J. I should just change it. But anyways, you can find me there. <laughs> no, no. I think at this point it's too iconic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Long story. But yeah. anyways. 
another day. Exactly. Exactly. But again, thanks, girl. And thank you for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you on next season of Scripts on Scripture.